Before I get up and just uh, share this morning, I just want us to pray and ask the Lord. How I many you want God to speak to you? Yes. You know, we can pray God do things, but we want God to speak to us as well in the midst of it. And He does that when He does things as well. So let's just pray. Father, this morning we thank You. Holy Spirit, we just pray that You would come and You would speak to our hearts. God, I pray that You would use Your Word. God, that it would just accomplish all that it sets out to do in our hearts. You said you come to set us free. And so, Father, I pray that people would find freedom, people would find wholeness, but more important, that people would find you in an incredible way. Speak to us. Just put your hand on your heart. Just say, God, speak to me. Touch me in my heart that I walk out of here challenged by your presence and all that you want to do in my life. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. It's so good to be here with you this morning. Welcome back to our series, Thy Kingdom Come. And uh, we've been unpacking uh, what it means to be a citizen of, the, of God's kingdom. And uh, we've kind of taken it where, you know, from the prayer, you know, Thy Kingdom Come, Thy Will Be Done, that we want God's will done in our lives, don't we? Okay, three people. Okay, good. And uh, how does God's kingdom impact our lives on a daily basis? That's what we've been talking about. And the past couple of weeks we've been talking about, we looked at God's uh, kingdom impacts uh, through our government and through unity. But this morning, what I want to do is I want to impact uh, kingdom forgiveness. And I believe that God wants us to learn to forgive like he wants us to forgive. And if anything, you need to understand if we have, I mean, we have an enemy that's after us. The Bible says in John 10, 10, he says the thief has come to rob, kill and destroy. So the devil's M.O. or his mode of operation or his mission is to bring destruction in people's lives. And, um, and, and not only that, but division. If there's, if there's division and, and destruction, he can do a lot of things. In Mark chapter 3, verse 25, it said, If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. In other words, we, we never saw, you never see the enemy until you find Adam and Eve. Are you hearing me? And, and what happens is he comes and brings division to Adam and Eve. The moment unity comes up and you begin to see the picture, the enemy begins his strategy on how to divide. How many of you have been married more than two weeks? You know that the enemy can use arguments. Come on. And, and, and it's like, that's why the enemy attacks your marriage. He attacks your family. He, he attacks the church. He attacks our nation. The enemy has a tactic. And you know what his tactic is? Let me just tell you what. It's offense. What do you mean, Pat? We live in the United States of offense. You see, everyone feels offended. What do you mean by that, Pastor Bubba? It, you know, if you don't, if, if you don't have someone that, that you will be, let me just say that if you haven't been offended yet, you will be by the end of the day. What do you mean, Pastor? And try, how many know we've had like a crazy year, 2020? I mean, just stuff. Especially in South Louisiana, we had a little more drama added to our year. You know, I mean, I mean, think about it. Millions of ways to be offended. There's ways of racial issues, political issues, wearing or not wearing a mask. Come on. It, it's like the old game of operation. I remember playing that game of operation. And what happens, everybody's got a nerve. And if you press it, 
the nose is going to light up like Rudolph. <laughs> See, let me just say this. A fence is like a bait on a hook. What do you mean? On the end of a line. It's Satan pulling you into his purposes. You know, the sad thing is if you're a crawfish or you're a crab in South Louisiana, you ain't got much of a chance. <laughs> Because our desire, if you are a crawfisherman, you set up traps and you put bait into the trap. Hello? Yeah. And what happens is that little crawfish smells everything. He's going, man, my nerves, my, my feelings, man, there's something. He's thinking, he's looking at his other buddies, man, I smell something good in me. How about you? And what happens is the bait, it feels, it feels good like us. We, sometimes the enemy, we feel justified by something we're fixing to do. Or we feel it's affirming or it's pleasing. But it's a trap. Hello? That's why we have crawfish balls. In other words, don't take the bait. See, Jesus warned us that that would happen in the last days. And this is what he says. And this is a great word. You need to hear this. In Luke 17, verse 1, it says this. It says, then he said to the disciples, it is what? Impossible. Think about that word. This is Jesus talking. He said, it's impossible that no offense should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. What do you mean, Pastor? When Jesus says something is impossible, how many of you know we might want to listen up? There might be a way that he's trying to help us. And so something someone is going to say, someone's, uh, they're going to offend you. It's, it's, it's impossible to escape being offended. In other words, there's no way to avoid it. Maybe you drove here this morning. Someone pulled in front of you. They gave you a peace symbol. And you just, ah, you know what I mean? I don't know. But what happens, some, somebody's going to shame you, outrage you, insult you, or humiliate you. Sound like the world we live in? Since it's possible to escape it, we've got to learn how to deal with it. Come on. So that's what I want to, I want to unpack this this morning. The first thing you have to remember is offense is an event. Offended is a decision. You see, let me just say, uh, let me just say it another way. Offense is what happens to you, and being offended is the reaction to that offense. What do you mean, Pastor Bubba? Anyone can give you an opportunity to be offended, but you get to choose if you will live offended. Hello. I mean, things are going to happen. Stuff's going. Proverbs says it like this: A person's wisdom yields patience. It is it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. I have a friend that actually talked to him this morning. I gave him that scripture because we were talking about some different things, and I said, "Man, you know, we have a mutual friend that we both love and care for, and and." Just some things happen. How many know that things can happen when you don't communicate or you share things? Things can build up. Come on. And I told and I told him, he said, man, you need to talk to them. You need to, they might not, they may, they could be blind to what's going on. They might not even see it, but you have this thing that you're rehearsing in your mind over and over, and then it's beginning to build up. How many know that happens? You see, we live in a world that's quick to judge. We live in a world they call a foul real quick. You know, quick to, we're quick to be offended, but we're very slow to look, overlook an offense. We, can, you, can we all agree that we, we take too many things personally? 
You know, when someone offends you, it's like this. In your mind, you play it over and over. And all of a sudden, in your mind, it goes slow motion. And let me tell you. Come on, you know, am I in the right place? And it's like it goes over and over. And what happens, you reenact that. To overcome something doesn't mean you pretend like it never happened. Let me just, let me get real with you. I, when I was sick and I was out for a while, I appreciate everybody praying for me and I'm feeling good. I had a good CT scan. I'm doing good. So anyway, and so it's God. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just, but when I came back, I went to the men's bathroom and you know, we have lots of mounted animals. And if you ladies, you've never seen, you can go on a tour when men are not using the restroom. And I was going over there and I looked and I had this snow goose and uh, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years ago, it was flying. I was going to get some more, more birds that we had shot, and I was going to retrieve them. And the snow goose flies really high, and I just start voice calling. It comes, starts coming to me, and it's really high. And I go, well, I'm going to take a shot. Boom, a shot. And it just it came down like a helicopter. And I went to go pick it up, and it had a band on it. And if a guy is a hunter and it's a band, it's kind of like a trophy, a ribbon. You know what I mean? Like, ladies, it's like you hit the cell just right. You know what I mean? And so I'm excited. I mean, it's a greater snow goose. I'm like, man, that's awesome. And so, you know, I have it in there in the men's bathroom. And then I went one day and I go, wow, the wing looks kind of messed up. And it's like someone broke the wing. And then I went to go look and the, the band's missing. I'm thinking, now this is me personally. I'm speaking about my offense. I'm going, who in the world took my goose band? I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm getting fashed, yeah? I'm like, man, who would do that? I mean, I did that. I could have put that in my house, but I put it in the men's bathroom because my wife really won't let me put it at the house. That's the truth. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's right. Thank you, babe. I'm coming over there. Anyway, slowly get my fences. In the, no, anyway. And I'm like, dang. And so I'm like, man, I'm in my mind. I'm gonna, if I find out who did that, I'm going to give him about 10 yards and then give him my shotgun. Put some rock salt. I'm having all these thoughts. I mean, like this band's getting to me. Come on. Are you hearing me? But God speaks to me. Like, I got to forgive that person. But I'm thinking, man, Lord, I, I don't. How many of we try to justify stuff? But Lord. But he just said, overlook an offense in Proverbs. I'm like, Lord, really? Can I tell you something? I, I've forgiven you. However. If you're convicted and you're watching online and you're here this morning, you can put those things back in an envelope and send it to our address. We will not take fingerprints. We will not do anything like that. And you can make it right with God and Pastor Bubba without even us knowing. And we will forgive you. But guess what? I've always already forgiven you because this morning I went in the bathroom again and someone stole another one. Okay, I'm confessing my sin to you. 
That's a little thing. But see, Ephesians says, always be humble and gentle. Listen to what it says. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Love didn't start with me. Love started with God. Amen. Because even in Proverbs where he's talking about that we have to see what Jesus did for us. How many of you know that our lifestyle was offense to God? And yet God, in the midst of how we live and the choices we made, maybe we were blind. Maybe we were living in religion. Maybe we were hiding things or doing things. We had our own lives. Come on. And how many of you know we said, God, I just, this is my best and I've done all I can, but I, I need out of this. How many of you know we've been there? And we didn't find God, many of us, when things were on the pinnacle and everything was going good. We came to that point where we go, I've done all I know how to do. I've done all that religion knows how to do. Because listen, even if you've been a legalistic person, it doesn't help you. You just see it's scourge and you quit. But what happens is God comes and he sent, the Father sends his son Jesus to die for us to take away our offenses, our guilt, our shame, decisions that we've made. Are y'all with me this morning? And he frees us. You see, we often judge others by their actions, but we judge ourselves by, by our intentions. You see, the more you understand someone's background, the more grace you're going to show them. You see, maybe they're battling a sickness. Maybe someone's battling abuse or abandoned. Maybe having a bad day. How many of you have ever been in those situations? Don't raise your hand. Maybe they're battling those things, but as a follower of Christ, I want to have thick skin and a soft heart. I don't want to have a thick heart and shallow skin. You see, I want the power of another world to be upon me. And I want that power to be upon you. Because that, that power, the Holy Spirit's power, can help us do things we could never do in the natural. Religion will never do that. A person standing up here, it's not me. Are you hearing me? It's the person of Jesus. As much as Pastor Josh does an incredible job of ministering and teaching, it's not Pastor Josh, it's Jesus. Are you hearing me? But here's the incredible thing is, we ask God to show us his glory, but he's asking us to do the same. We're walking in glory when you overlook an offense. Just because you felt offended doesn't mean you have to live offended. So walking out this morning at the first service, the lady grabbed me and said, Pastor Bob, I need to talk to you. She started sharing about something that happened. It was really hard in her life. And I totally understood that. And then she's like, I have to forgive him. And I said, well, it's never easy. Forgiveness doesn't mean you forget. Forgiveness means you make a decision. And guess what? If you make the decision, you keep making other decisions. I'm going to get into that. The second part I want you to see, offenses start small, but they never stay small. Offenses start very, very small. It can be as simple as forgetting a birthday card. Come on. A weird look. Okay, sometimes I've been offended by the way my wife looks at me with a look. I can do that to her. And we get offended by a look. 
I know someone that left our church because someone looked at them, they thought in a certain way, and they were going, I was innocent. I wasn't even, I, they were thinking that. It's an it's a imagination. Come on. How many you know your imagination can do things to you? Or it could be like a tone of voice. No! That was for your four-year-old. But some people can go, huh? am I in the right building? It could be, it could be no two responsive attacks. They didn't take me there. I'm cutting them off. And they could find you. You see them a couple of weeks later, and they go, "Yeah, my phone died, and I just had all these texts." And you go, "Oh, how about a bad driver? You were going to church, and I cut you off." See, Matthew says it like this. I love it. it says Matthew five twenty three and twenty five says, "So if you are." Are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you. Listen, verse 25. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court. In other words, here's it. Do you notice how the language changed here? Verse 23, he was your brother. Verse 25, he was your adversary. In other words, what would happen if there was offense in the old in, in, in the law is that you would grab your purse that person that offended you or did something, you would grab them physically. And you would bring them before a judge. And what he's saying here, Jesus is saying, hey, as you've grabbed them physically and you're on the way to the judge to bring accusations because you've been offended, you make things right. You make them right. You know what making right is sometimes? Look at me. You know who the most mature person in your relationship? This is a free one. The most mature person in your relationship is the one that's willing to say, I'm sorry first. Amen. Get your big boy pants on. But she did this, Pastor Bubba. Pull him up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, can I just say something? The most important thing that all of us can do is when we've offended someone that we can say, I'm sorry. Forgive me. You see, the small offenses lead to division. They end up resulting in destruction. In other words, undealt offenses just don't go away, guys. They just build up. They are like a brick being added to the wall between you and another person. Kind of like Pink Floyd. Just another brick on the wall. Come on. Yeah. Just another brick on the wall, baby. It's a brick. In other words, a fence means you build, you've been to build a fence between you and that person. And sometimes they don't even know why you've built the fence. Okay, let's do a test. How many of you have ever been offended in your life? Okay. Okay, here's the real thing. How many right now that you have offended people that you know about? Come on. Come on, you know. And some of you go, yeah, I wanted to offend them. Let me out of the way. <laughs> After what they, no. Don't raise your hand on this one. How many of you know that as I'm preaching this message, there may be some people that you need to go back to? Oh, don't get quiet on me now, holy saints. You see, undealt offenses will not go away. 
See, incompatibility does not kill relationships. Undealt offenses kill relationships. See, the closer the relationship, the greater opportunity for intimacy and the greater opportunity for offense. Let me just give you an example. There's nobody on the face of this earth that can hurt me more than that little girl right there. Not living. Second. First. Why? Because we know each other. We love each other. But can I tell you something? We know each other. And can I tell you something? I know how to get to her. And she knows how to get to me. And I can be offended quicker than she can sometimes. And she, vice versa. Am I in the right plate building? Yeah. And here's the thing. Sometimes, it, like I said earlier, it can be a look. And you can build a fence for a whole day, a whole week because of a look. Or words spoken maybe in an untimely manner when they're under pressure. Come on. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Every day you live, somebody's going to offend you. Somebody's going to say something. Somebody's got to do something. It's you got to overlook that. You see, nobody can hurt you. Like the third and the final thing is, let me wrap this up. Offense is the response to our culture. But listen to me. But forgiveness is the response of the kingdom. <laughs> what do you mean, Pastor? John answered, my kingdom here is John. This is what you have to understand. This portion in the Gospel of John, Jesus is standing before Pontius Pilate. And they have the crowd. That's when you see him, crucify him, crucify him. Who should I give, Barabbas or him? They go, crucify him. And here's Jesus. He's saying these things in the midst of all this going on. Pontius Pilate just asked him a question. He goes, is this, I mean, he's talking, you're a king? And, and Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this, not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. See, Jesus said, if they responded like the culture, they would be riots in the streets for me. But what he's saying, their response isn't the same because we don't belong to an earthly kingdom. We don't belong to an earthly kingdom. We live here. This is only a test of the eternal broadcasting system. It's only a test. You will be offended. Things will happen to you. People will say things. People will give you like a look. People will cut you off in Walmart. People will take your parking spot when you're about to pull in. Come on. The response isn't the same because we belong. We don't belong to this earthly kingdom. If you play the victim, baby, you'll stay the victim. You know what's really sad about a culture? Everybody's a victim. But Bible says we're, we're overcomers. We don't live in victimhood. We live as overcomers. Listen, some of you have incredible stories of what you've overcome through God's power in your life. The, power, the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. That means he can give you the power to overlook an offense. The power to ask for forgiveness, to walk in forgiveness. The same power to be able to kick drugs, to kick alcohol, to kick whatever you've been asking God to kick for. You get the same power that God can take that offense. 
The thing you struggle with. I remember a guy looking, he was having a habit with just smoking. And he was just like, man, I'm trying to kick, kick this thing. And I remember one day he cussed out a cigarette. <laughs> and he stomped it down. Hey, you can cuss it at it. You can talk to it. But let me tell you, until you bring it to the king, yeah. it's just an issue. Like the woman with the issue of blood. And your offense can be that issue. Well, Pastor Bubba, you don't know what he said to me. You don't know, but I know what Jesus said. See, here's the word of God that we try to present to you. And all we can do is just give it to you and put it on a plate and keep a hot. We try to listen with Pastor Josh and all our pastors do. We try to serve a hot meal to all the people of God every Sunday. The steam's still coming off the word. And all of a sudden, you get the aroma that God wants to do something great. See, Jesus is saying, respond. You see, Colossians, I love this portion. I was just so convicted about it this morning. It said, make allowance for each of our other's faults. Okay, how many of you got junk in your trunk? How many of you got stuff that you still do? How many of you got some faults in this room? Anybody? Quit being a fault finder and saying, God, give me patience. He says like this. He says, and forgive anyone who offends you. Now, when I looked at the word in the Greek, in the Hebrew, anyone, I found out something that was really crazy. It meant anyone. <laughs> it meant everyone. It means every circumstance, every situation. You know, yesterday I was, I was being a good boy. Yet. How many have just been a good boy and things can get you? And, you know, I was doing, like, me and my wife been trying to fix it. We didn't have a lot of damage. But we had some things, and we're trying to bring some improvements and all this stuff. And I was in my garage just rolling my, rolling, painting my garage. And all of a sudden, a wind came through, and I put my truck out there, and the basketball goal caught the wind. Come on, five, you know me. Five's going, oh, no, basketball. And that wind hit my, the basketball hit my truck. I put my roller down. I was offended at the wind. I was so mad at that basketball. I went out there like a bully, picked it up and pushed it down on the ground. Take that. Then I looked and I had a dent in my truck. And I'm, oh, my wife comes, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. Hey, look at me. Who would I blame on that one? But that's like what offenses are. It's like wind. Things just happen. I'm bringing it to the body shop, believe me. <laughs> but things happen in life. Can I tell you, things happen in life when we're not even looking for things to happen. And sometimes we go, but Lord, and we measure that, well, I've been good. I've been right. I mean, why does this happen to me? Because every, Jesus said offenses will come. Yeah. But he says, pause. He said, here, here is it. He says, anyone. But I love Colossians 3.10, the verse before that. And it says, put on. Look what it said. Put on. I'm glad everybody put their clothes on this morning. Come on. He said, but your, but your new nature. He said, put on your new nature and look and be renewed. How I many you know we need, some of us need some renewal. 
in our mind. How many had some stinking thinking? Come on. Renewed as you, you've learned. I love this. To know your creator. That means you get a relationship with God and become what? Like him. Don't be like Mike. Be like him. Be like God. He's saying like this. He's saying be like him. In other words, I got to put him on. I read a story about a little girl. She was with her dad. And he had been, he's a pastor and he was been busy for a lot. He was tired and they had to go to a store. He didn't really want to go to the store. And he had kind of had a bad attitude and everything. And him and his daughter are in the store. And then and this lady's in, the ch- in their church. She sees him and he kind of changes. And, and she, he kind of acts differently than he had been acting. And his, got back in the car and his daughter goes, Dad, was that a put on? <laughs> And this is what he told her. He said, it was, baby. At that moment, I had to put on Jesus. And sometimes, guys, look at me. I don't understand why people go through what they got to go through. But sometimes, you just got to put on Jesus. God, here I am. I clothe myself. I put you on. I carry you with me. Because I need you. How many of you feel that way sometimes? Yes. You just got to put him on. You see, it's easy to forgive small offenses such as getting cut off in traffic or someone calling you a name. What about the big offenses? The people that have been abused, people that have been cheated on. They begin to feel justified and the fence cuts deep. How do you forgive abuse or betrayal? How do you... How do you f- Forgive someone that seems unforgivable. I love what the word of God says. This is what it says. Listen. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. And here's the clicker. Just as in Christ, God. What? Who? Who's the you? Me. Me. Aren't you glad when you walked in that we didn't put a number on you and as you walked in, on the big screen, every sin and every offense you've carried gets clicked on there. People would not show up. But I know people that are in churches or in businesses or in life, they won't show up because someone's there. Something's there. Am I making sense? He says this, we are to forgive just as we have been forgiven. That's how you forgive. That's the key. In other words, 2,000 years ago, God took all the offenses of humanity and put it on Jesus. And he nailed it to the cross. But he didn't leave it on the cross. That's what I said earlier. The same spirit that raised him from the grave. See, when you give your life to Jesus, all of a sudden he begins to empower you to do things you couldn't do in the natural because your natural instincts. Have you ever heard of people saying, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family curse or it's a generational devil? Come on. See, when you give your life to Jesus, whatever was there before, if there was anger, if there was offense, if there was unforgiveness, all of a sudden you begin to walk in a different spirit because you've met someone of a different, from a different world. You see, the closer I get to God, forgiveness... It becomes much easier to do. Forgiveness is not a burden. God plans on us.
But let me tell you, it's a safeguard from mental health and emotional ability. Amen. What do you mean? I know people that hold on to things and it messes up their mental health. It even starts affecting them in the physical. They begin to wither away or they just things start happening. Am I, am I talking to the right people? And we've all, can I just say, we've all been witnesses of that and seen people like that. See, forgiveness means that you let them off the hook. Listen to me. As long as you live. That you don't pick it up one day. Well, I'm going to take it back. Because that's what people do. Sometimes it's like going to the closet. Oh, let's see what I'm going to wear today. I'm going to pick it back. What we need to do is whatever we put on before of unforgiveness offense, we throw it away. We give it to God. And say, God, here's my circumstances. Help me to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to walk with the right heart, that I can walk not only in forgiveness, but listen to me. The Bible says that Jesus came to set us free. What do you mean? The enemies come to rob, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give life. And you know what that, that, that means in life? He says, I insist stoutly. I studied it. I insist stoutly that you enjoy the incredible life that I'm going to give you when you meet me. That's what God wants. That's who he is. He's better than you ever thought you could imagine that he'd be. It's that we have to be willing to take him off. See, when you walk in forgiveness, it releases the prisoner. And that prisoner is you. And then we can walk in his freedom. Amen? Amen. Listen, if you're here this morning, you don't know the Lord. And you've allowed things to keep you from knowing him. He's made someone. And he created someone to forgive you. It's his son, Jesus. It's not a religion. It's not just a crucifix. It's beyond the crucifix. He rolled away the stone. And God wants to roll away the stone of the hardships and offenses. The things that you've carried. The things that you thought would bring happiness and freedom. They've only brought disappointment and discouragement. And shame. And blame. Whereas God wants to come with his freedom, his life, and pour himself upon you. That you can rest in his forgiveness. You can do that this morning. Because we're going to pray that. I'm going to give an opportunity for that. But also I'm going to pray for you this morning as we come to a close. Those that you know that the Holy Spirit, because we asked God to speak to us this morning, didn't we? We asked him. We're believing that God's going to work miracles this morning, but we're also believing that God's spoken to many of us. Because His Word, Bible says, it never returns without having an effect. And I believe this, there may be some of you might need to go to someone, ask them to forgive you. There may be someone that you know that you need to have a talk with. Just like my friend that I shared with you. And maybe you need to return a, duck, a goose band. <laughs> We won't send our forensic team. Just send it back. And there'll be total forgiveness. Listen to me. That's what God wants. Total forgiveness is when you say, I mean it for a lifetime. 
Because let me tell you, I've followed the Lord for 40 years so far. And when I've been faithless, he's remained faithful. When I've had issues, God comes. I've seen it. I've seen him do things. And I've also seen people reject God's hand upon their life for a period. And then they come back. But it's kind of like the shrapnel that it leaves behind. The pain that it leaves behind. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Close our eyes. Father, this morning we thank you that you're, you've spoken to us. Thank you for your conviction. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Maybe you're here this morning, no one looking around and say, Pastor Bob, would you pray for me? I'm one of those that I know that I don't need to put it off anymore, but that I need to give my life totally, fully to serve Jesus from this day forward. I don't want to compromise. I don't want to make deals. It's just coming, not on my terms, but your terms, that I come and I die. And I let you live this morning. That's you this morning. Say that to me, Pastor Bubba. Would you pray for me? Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. You can put it down. Anyone else? I'm not going to beg. It's God just speaking. If you raise your hand, can we all just pray this prayer together? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for doing things my way. My eyes have been opened to see what you have done for me today Jesus ask you to forgive me for all my sins come into my heart Jesus live have your way I want to serve you from this day forward with all my life can we give a hand for those people that prayed that prayer? And the last prayer is for you this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you said, I know there's things that I have to do. There's people I have to go to. Some of you need to be brave in that. Amen? How many of you feel, don't raise your hand. Well, you can. How many of you go, there's some things I got to do. Come on. There's some people like that around here this morning, all over. Let me pray for you. Father, right now, I pray in Jesus' name. That God, that you would come and you would give every person the ability to do what they cannot do in the natural. But God, you would come with your supernatural ability to help them. You've spoken to them. You've challenged them. And now, God, you will be with them. And Father, thank you that you said you'd never leave us and you'd never forsake us. And so, Lord, have your way. God, bring restoration to people's lives. Even through this, that other people's lives would be affected and go what do you have what is it in you that's different that you can do that and i can't and they would be able to share about the relationship with you and how you've spoken to them and all they're doing is obeying you in jesus name and everybody said